friends, God is among us. Lead us from death to life. From falsehood to truth. Lead us from despair to hope. From fear to trust. Lead us from hate to love. From war to peace. Let peace fill our hearts. Our world, our universe. Let us pray. As we pray for peace today, holy God, we pray for ourselves, our neighbors, and our world. Wherever there is war in the world, wherever there is pain, wherever there is loneliness, where there is no hope, come, thou long-expected one. Come with healing in your wings. Come quickly. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading is a poem by Emily Dickinson titled, Hope is the Thing with Feathers. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept many so warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity. It asked a crumb of me. The second reading is from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And from Psalm 126, verse 5. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Good morning. When um, Pastor Melissa asked me if I'd like to talk with you today, I was really eager to say yes. Um, I, I really think highly of her and of Pastor Scott and of what they do here. So I'm, I'm really happy to show public support of it. She suggested that I talk about hope, and I thought, I talk about hope all the time as a psychologist, so good fit. I'd love to do it. So I began the process of thinking about what I'll say to you today, and it, it took a little while, and um, then I did come to a revelation. I think we can describe it as that. And I, I would like to share the revelation with you, if I may. The revelation was that um, Pastor Melissa had made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I should not have been asked to be here. I'm not the right person for this job. I thought, first of all, I am not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. Not even a little bit. I'm a psychologist. Some people would say that's the opposite of a pastor. <laughs> if you come to my office, you won't see a Bible, you won't see a Quran, you won't see prayer beads, you won't see a prayer mat. You won't see a Star of David, no cross. You, you won't see any of that. It, for a mental health professional, it's like, it's bad for my street cred for that to be in the office. So, it, and it's not that I'm not supposed to have religion. It's that I'm not supposed to seem like I have religion. And that's a little bit of a joke, but 
But, but my office should be a space that's comfortable and open and has space for whatever you bring. So this was a bad idea. This is bad for me. And it's bad for you because you come to see a pastor you're, you know, or a reasonable facsimile thereof. And that's okay. It's good. It's good that you're here. It'd be easier for me if you weren't here, but it's, it's good that you're here. It's good. But we're left with this problem. And um, so I'll finish soon so we can have cookies, but let me just talk for a minute about what I've been talking about. This is what psychologists do. We talk and then we talk about what we talked about. Sometimes we talk about what we didn't talk about when we talked about what we talk about. So I'd, I'd like to do that now. <laughs> what was I asking you for? I was, I, was asking for, I was asking for you to lower your expectations, sort of, right? I was asking for, for mercy. And I'm going to say to you, I don't think I was being kind. I don't think I was being nice to you. And I'll explain. Um, I wasn't entirely honest. I'm not feeling the things that I described. Um, they're at least exaggerations. But um, that's not what I'm talking about. And it wasn't so nice to tell you that it'd be easier if you weren't here. But I'm not talking about that either. I'm thinking about the part where I asked you to lower your expectations for me. I, I, don't, I don't think that is nice. And I want to talk about that a little bit. I don't think it's nice to you, but I, I also don't think it's nice to me. Um, you know that today, across the country, today, is Depression Screening Day. There's one, year, one day every year that is identified as that. We did ours on Tuesday. Schools don't always do it on the day, but, but this is the day across the country. And what we do is we we give tests, screenings, to students who want to participate, and it's anonymous, and you get, to, you get a sense of what depression is. And um, do you know that I chose a five-item measure? We wanted it to be really brief. And one of the five items was um, a hopelessness item. And um, I know it would have to be, because you know there's one key, along with depression, that's most predictive, by far, of suicide, and that is the lack of hope. What, what does that mean? What does it look like? If, if someone comes to my office, oftentimes what, in, in that state, what it looks like is the, the sense that um, the world doesn't have the resources that they need for them to be happy. And it is vitally important for me to help them that I hear that truth in their experience. But you know, it's, it's way more important for me to help them that I see and that I help them see that what is really driving their feelings is their belief that they don't have the resources that the world needs or wants. That's the fuel of depression and of suicidality. So, Going back to the way that I began today, I was telling you that I'm questioning whether I have something to offer you. And, and the problem with that is a number of things. First, it, it isn't very nice to you because it doesn't see you. I'm not seeing you when I say that. I'm not 
hearing what you're telling me right now. And that's very sad. And it's, it's dismissing you. But, but what's even more sad about that is it feeds on itself within me. Because if I feel that way, I'm coming to you from a state of such need, such emptiness inside, and looking for you to, to fill that, in a sense, that I don't have access to the resources that are within me. And so it feeds on itself. They never get out. You never learn about them. And um, that's depression. And that's how people, um, that's why and how people isolate themselves when they feel depressed. So we're talking about hope now, right? Because we're talking about how we feel about ourselves when we're in that state. It's, it's a supremely personal experience. It involves the world, it involves all of us, but, but it's supremely personal in the sense that it's about me not being enough. And I want to talk with you a little bit about what we do about that and what you do about that. What this has to do with you and me and us and chapel. Um, there are scholars here, I know, and um, I'm going to go out on a limb in the presence of scholars who know much more about uh, the history of religion and the history of spirituality than I do. But um, I think there will be people to catch me on the limb, so it's, it's, it's okay. I don't think that there is any religion or any form of spirituality since the beginning of time that didn't emphasize the value of this, the value of coming together in prayer or meditation. There was, there was the mention of it even today. There always is. Pastor Melissa talked about God being present. And you hear that Buddha is in the group. You hear that Allah is in the group. Mecca is not a small place. Now, there's a reason we have these big churches. We don't build churches that seat one, you know? And so your coming here today is very meaningful for all of us. It's meaningful for me. It's meaningful for you. And I want to conclude with a hope that I'll put in the form that I think is fitting for here, for this setting. May each of us, may you, may I, and may us as a group, every day find opportunities to feel and recognize the gifts that are within each of us for all of us. Amen. Let us stand and pray together. Let us pray. Gracious God, have mercy upon this troubled world of ours. We are a pilgrim people made of clay, captives of our own frailty, and yet we are the work of your hands. You have made us in your own image, and we bear within us your spirit of life. Give us, we pray, a faith to walk joyously into the unknown, an unshakable hope so that we may comfort the despairing, and a love as vast as all the oceans, so that we may hold all of humankind in our hearts. All-powerful God, look in love upon us, your pilgrim people as we struggle towards you. 
be our food for the journey, our wine for rejoicing, our light and sorrow, and our welcome at the journey's end. Amen. I share a poem with you from Dom Helber Camera for our blessing. Put your ear to the ground and listen. Hurried, worried, footsteps, bitterness, rebellion. Hope hasn't begun yet. Listen again. Put out feelers. God is here. God is far less likely to abandon us in hardship than in times of ease. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.